Welcome to another episode of Daybreak Crypto. You're here with Mike and Greg, and we got some uh, new you know, seed rounds that we're going to talk about today. The first one is Cauldron, which is a London-based Web3 gaming startup, which raised $6.6 million. Uh, the raise was led by Cherry Ventures and joined by Cassius, Seed Camp, and Playfair. And the round was closed just six months after they secured $1.4 million in a pre-seed round back in February. Uh, the gaming studio is a spinoff that was founded back in August of 21 by founder Mark Wark and two creative veterans, Fox Rogers and Matt Hyde. The 6.6 mil is going to help Cauldron launch their first Web3 gaming world, which is called Project Nightshade, which is looking like a fall release at this time. The capital will also be used to hire talent from the game and film industries to help build out a great storyline and user experience. So basically, Cauldron's angle is focusing on storytelling within the gameplay and kind of wants to become the Pixar of Web3. Uh, the Cauldron founder and CEO, Mark Warwick, mentioned that a big bit missing from Web3 gaming is storytelling. And people aren't really coming back because there isn't a reason to. If you close your eyes and listen to a Pixar film, you can't see the art or technology by the story, but the story is still gripping you. So storytelling is what matters to them. Um, you know, they make it a point to show that they are aiming to make virtual worlds, virtual war worlds while also providing the users ownership of assets. So just before I hand it off to you, they initially planned to release three different gaming worlds to the public, two having a fantasy angle and the third focusing on science fiction. And they hope to have all of the worlds within five years and upwards of 10 to 12 by 2032. So... You know, just based off of that information, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I like the focus on storytelling. Um, I think that right now, a lot of, I mean, a lot of Web3 game is basically focused on making money at this point, really, if we're being honest. Um, there's not a whole lot of really complicated gameplay or storytelling. So if they kind of come from this angle of being able to release a really compelling story. It doesn't necessarily matter if the gameplay isn't as exciting. If people are that interested and invested in the story that they want to continue to play it, like you said, to experience that story and to have that like gripping narrative that you're going through. Um, that's something that it really isn't present yet and would, I think, bring a lot of people in because that's something you usually kind of see more in a single player game. So it's not really something you see a whole lot in a lot of these multiplayer games, but it's it's really what puts a lot of the multiplayer games over the edge in terms of retaining um, people that want to keep playing and bringing new people in is having that special story or that special interaction or whatever that, you know, creates a memory for people and makes them want to come back and continue to play. Definitely. Yeah. Retaining and growing that user, user base. And uh, yeah, I mean, kind of like we were talking about in the chat, you know, it's just going to take one great game on the blockchain for everybody to kind of realize what was missing before then. And as soon as someone figures it out, hopefully it's going to be, you know, kind of a watershed moment. But I mean, I just think of games like, you know, GTA 5 story mode, Red Dead Redemption. Those are just two of the latest games that I personally played where it was like, yeah, I probably spent, you know, tens of upwards of a hundred hours playing red Dead just because it was so interesting and they did so much within the game to kind of make it, you forget that you're playing a game and you just feel like you're in the world. And that kind of seems like what cauldron is going for, you know, not making it about 
the pay to play and you need NFTs to even start the game or you get to win stuff in the game and sell it later on. It's about the story. And if you win stuff along the story, then that's an extra add on that. You know, some people may not care about it at all. Some people may only care about that. But, you know, the main picture is the story within the game. And it's cool to see that they're working on a couple of different worlds off the rip. Um, I think the first one is going to be a fantasy angle. I did see some people tweeting about uh, Project Nightshade today. I was going to try to hop on before this pod, but I didn't have time. So, um, you know, next time I'll let you guys know how it goes. But, yeah, I mean, definitely cool. I think the, you know, Web3 and blockchain gaming space is going to have an NFT-like growth that they had from, you know, 2017 to 2021 um, coming up. And I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it'll be, I mean, especially something like a fantasy world and science fiction, those are ones where you can really kind of let the imagination run and, and do a lot of fun stuff with. And speaking to your point, I think Rockstar is one of the best companies at creating those worlds that you just want to live in, you know, like, like you said, Red Dead and I mean, all of the GTA games. And I mean, there's many more they've done that I, I can't think of off the top of my head, but, um, if we can see something like that in Web3, that would be that would be most definitely. All right. So speaking of game funds, I want to talk about Immutable X, which is a layer two blockchain um, that has just launched an inaugural $500 million developer and venture investment fund um, exclusively for bringing web two gaming studios into the web three place or into the web three market or not exclusively, but that's kind of what their focus is going to be is bringing in um, traditional web 2.0 gaming studios, as well as NFT focused companies and to kind of, you know, give them the money they need to grow and build their projects. Um, Ferguson, who is the head of Immutable X, said that the total addressable game market could reach upwards of a trillion dollars um, for ownable assets. If you look at having things like movies, TV shows, music can all actually end up inside of that kind of metaverse gaming um, umbrella, what, what you would call it. Um, so it's something where I think that there's they're kind of looking to really bring in a lot of these companies that haven't even heard of Web3 maybe and basically throw money at them and see if we can and see if they can kind of try to get some of them to develop some of these games like you said it's it's at this point it's kind of throwing money at a bunch of different companies and hoping somebody develops something good really um did you get a chance to look at this at all have you heard of immutable x at all i've heard of immutable i didn't know i think immutable x is like a i don't i don't know I think it's their Ethereum, yeah, yeah. It's their layer two Ethereum focused platform is yeah. Immutable yeah. X, but Immutable, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know that they had a layer two um, for this particular reason. I'm trying to pull up our podcast list because I could have sworn I talked to Dylan last week on the pod or two weeks ago about a company that was fairly similar with, you know, not 500 million in a developer fund, but, you know, a couple hundred mil and it's yeah I, i'm pretty sure it was for the exact same thing it was for blockchain gaming and uh you know web3 growth and 500 mil is you know no no small coin 
Um, well, speaking it says, of that, this is actually their second raise. In March, they raised another $200 million. Or wait, that was just they, they raised a $200 million Series C run, um, round. That might have been what you talked about. Yeah, and that's that's just a Series C. So imagine yeah. A, B, C, and pre-seed. I mean, it's, you know... Um, yeah, this is it's one of the larger... Sorry. It's one of the larger L2s out there right now, actually. Yeah, I mean, Immutable, with this type of firepower, and, you know, it looks like they're working with, already working with GameStop, TikTok, OpenSea, Alluvium, um, and I saw a couple other names. These don't really ring a bell for me, but Starkware, Stardust, and Topology. So, I mean, I, I expect to see their names moving forward, you know, pretty heavily in the gaming world but it's it's cool i mean the quote that i like the most is it's a perfect time to start really building long-term games that will have true in-game economies that will get 100 million to a billion players on web3 just seeing that they expect a billion players on web3 is crazy and like it seems like their angle is kind of we don't even know what we're in for because it hasn't been done right and there hasn't been enough development yet and once you know, kind of like we were talking before, once that, you know, gate is opened, it's going to be, you know, a landslide. So, yeah. I'm excited. Point, um, um, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say to that point, there was an estimated 3.2 billion gamers across the globe. I mean, that includes everything from mobile game, PC, XP, you know, everything. So you got to think, I mean, there there is a huge addressable market here if if and when people can build games. And I think um, doing something like this, throwing a lot of money at a bunch of different products and hoping one of them comes up with something is, uh, at this point, that's kind of what we need to do, really. <laughs> Who do you think, I would probably think cell phone game. Um, yeah, just real quick. Popular. I would probably, yeah. So we were talking about the Solana cell phone in the chat the other day. What if they started releasing mobile blockchain games that's just another that's just one thing i didn't think about like that would be probably well i mean you still have to buy the salon of phone then to be able to play okay all right talk yeah, myself well, around on that. Gonna, but actually um speaking to that like um obram wars they're looking to do mobile because the guy when we talked to um their team they said that one of the, that's where the biggest amount of gamers are is on mobile so if you yeah. can develop something that's relatively quick and easy to play and you don't necessarily need a thousand dollar pc or a 500 dollar xbox or whatever to play it like you can play it on your phone that you carry with you all the time right it's going to make the accessibility so much easier yeah and if you think about you know mobile wallets metamask whatever else kepler you could connect that to the game if you're you know paying to play you're paying you know play to earn whatever yeah. it is Interesting. Same as connecting your Google Play right now. Like, if they can make it simple enough where you can just connect it quickly, do your thing, and be on with it. Like, it needs to be a frictionless system, or yeah. relatively frictionless. Yeah. For everybody to use it, because otherwise people are just going to back out and say, "I don't want to do this. I'll do something else." Like, there's so many games out there and so many things to kill time. Yeah, it needs to be no extra steps. Um, you know, because people. Apparently, the mass majority of the population hates to learn or try new things. So, um, it's true, though. <laughs> I think on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, great talking to you, Greg. This has been another episode of uh, Daybreak Crypto, episode 101. 
Um, I think we're going to hop back on tomorrow at some point. So we'll see you then. All right, man. Have a good one, Mike. Later, bro.